2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
2: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. It feels like it's a, a long holiday about to begin before us, Kathy.
4: Yeah, and time is getting close.
2: Five days to yeah. Christmas. Yeah.
4: So today, I went to the Strip. Oh. You know, I shop at the Strip each Friday and just get, you know, normal groceries. So sure. today... It was amped up. I want to tell you, there were so many people mm-hmm. on Penn Avenue. And, you know, I'm a regular. I get a little annoyed with, like, you know.
2: All the Johnny-come-latelys.
4: All the first-timers. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I'm not here to be a tourist, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want to get the job done. Yeah, So how was your parking? I, uh, I parked illegally. Thank you for asking. Oh, very good. Uh huh.
2: And did you get a ticket? I did
4: not get a ticket. Um, but I was in a very. I, I wanted to go to one place, which was the Polish Market on mm. Penn Avenue, mm. because I come from a Polish heritage, and there are certain things that have to happen on Christmas Eve. A must. Must happen, and yep. so I had to go into the Polish Market to get them. I was uh, number eighteen in line.
5: Okay.
2: I mean, I've. I've I was be- buying four things. Okay. I mean, I, I get that. Eighteen is not too bad because you know you go to Penn Mac. Right. And you're like hundreds and hundreds in line.
4: Exactly. That's what it's going to be like tomorrow. Right. I was glad to be there today Mm -hmm. and also glad to get the heck out.
2: Did you buy pierogies?
4: I did not. No, I don't buy pierogies in the Strip for Christmas. Oh.
2: Where do you buy pierogies?
4: I buy pierogies out in Wexford at um, Pierogies Plus.
2: I see. So, what did you go to the Polish store for, if not pierogies? Uh,
4: I have there's a Christmas wafer that we use traditionally on Christmas Eve. A wafer, which is a little flavorless wafer. It's imprinted with uh, the nativity. Oh, and you break it before dinner. After you talk about your family and your tradition of Christmas Eve, and then you you share it with one another, and you say Merry Christmas as
2: you do it. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a, a That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Really? It's a Blechars family tradition. No, it's a Polish tradition. It's not just our family. Very nice. And
4: And I had to get um, pierogi on a rope. You what? Yep. It's soap. It's so awesome. It's soap that you can hang in your shower, but it's in the shape of a pierogi.
2: Pierogi on a rope. Yes. Now, do you think you'll use that really, or is it just a novelty? Oh, it's just a novelty. Yeah, you see yourself. But like that's
4: a, so worth it on Christmas. I guess. I hope none of my family's listening because that's supposed to be a surprise.
2: Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it sounds like fun.
4: Yeah, it was fun, but it did make me think that I wish I would have done that last Friday, and then I would have had more time. I mm-hmm. think I've just left too many things for the last minute.
2: Well, you know, you reach a point where you kind of go, "This is what I've got."
4: Is that where you are?
2: No, no, no. I'm still here's here's, and I think this is probably pretty common. I have an overriding sense of angst and or guilt that I'm going to screw it up. Do you? Yeah. Do you get that?
4: Um. Oh, for sure. I have a lot of angst. Yeah.
2: Sure. Angst and guilt. And it's yeah. like, wait a second. It's supposed to be like a fun time of year and I'm walking around like a bit of a head case.
4: Right. Now, uh, now, New Mike, are you concerned that you're going to screw up Christmas for Dr. J?
6: Absolutely not. Oh, I'm, no. I'm so ready.
4: Oh, listen to him. He's a year and a half. How can he screw it up? He can't, he's not a year and a half. Oh, he's two oh, sorry, and he's half Is he I, three?
2: Three. Okay, um, he's three. We're both wrong. So. <laughs> I'm closer. Even still, you give an empty box, you're a hero.
4: Exactly. It's nice at this age because, you know, they'll tell you what they want. Of course,
2: yeah. It's fabulous.
4: Okay. All right, he's
2: all happy. He's mm-hmm. all sure. He's certain. He's confident. How about for the missus? Oh, yeah. That's a different story. I uh, uh, see. see? <laughs> There's the angst. There's the angst and the guilt. You're right. Hey, you somehow... know where You're absolutely You right. know where I was yeah. last night? Mm.
4: I was at Trinity Jewelers last night. Hey, hey. what well, are you, though? Know. And I, I love the people there. I love Mark, of course, who owns the place. And But everybody who works there is so Mark terrific. Mark um Patty Listen, I was talking to people who were working hard maybe at 7, 15 p.m. last night, and they said, listen, we are so ready for Saturday because it's going to be insane. Oh. She said, it might look like a gentleman's club in here. <laughs> oh,
2: so all the guys yep. who are angst and, and guilt-ridden. And she said
4: they come in, they look terrified from the very start, mm-hmm. and they say, what do you have? And she said, I'm telling you, I could pull out anything. And they'd be like, yes. I'll buy that. That's it. I want to buy it. Give me that. If you think it'll make her happy, can I do it and be done? Oh, I, I need to fabulous. stop in there then. Oh, okay. They are so great. We yeah, they,
2: this is not supposed to be a commercial. But I know, was, but,
4: but I, bought, I bought something lovely there last excellent, night. Excellent. So.
2: For yourself? I'm not telling. All right. Very nice. Listen, we've got a great show for you. Uh, During the 5 o'clock hour...
4: We're going to go to the phones, and we're going to talk about Christmas with all of you. We don't hear from you very often. We don't go to the phones as a regularity, but we're going to do that along with our weekend review.
2: Outstanding. And in just a few minutes, one of our favorite guests of the decade, Andy Masick, will join us from the Heinz History Center.
4: We're going to talk about Kaufman's windows. Looking back, they have a terrific, nostalgic Christmas display exhibit going on right now. Yep. There's also the current war.
2: Oh, yeah. And uh, just you know, Pittsburgh here in the city, what it looks like, and we're coming up on a major anniversary here, December twenty third, nineteen seventy two. It was a hallowed day. It was a hallowed moment. Mm
4: -hmm. Um, Well, I wasn't watching the game because it wasn't televised. Right. That just tells you everything. And I was three.
2: The Immaculate Reception. Andy Mason's going to talk about that. Franco Harris, and well. The Steeler Nation. Guess what? Hmm.
4: Your holiday weekend has begun. Oh
2: yes. It's ten minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon.
7: Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop.
2: Bop, pop, pop. pop.
7: Mistle to home where you can see every couple try as we stop.
2: Rockin hey, stay with us. Andy Masick's next from the Senator John Hines History Center. It's the ride home with John and Gabby Later
7: we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear voices singing. Let's be jolly. Let with our of
5: They blow into town with the wind wind. This week on Through the Bible, we come
1: to what many consider to be one of the most difficult passages in the Bible to interpret. Join us in our continuing Bible bus trip through the book of Hebrews as we roll up our sleeves and dig in with the guidance of our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5
2: WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highest. Highly trained appraisers. With over fifty years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at Pittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
8: A Forever Mark Diamond tribute collection for your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit. In the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the
9: Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Negro Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com.
6: With the holidays right around the corner, you may be preparing your home to host family and friends. Make sure that your guests get an excellent night's sleep by furnishing your guest room with a high-quality, hand-built mattress from the Original Mattress Factory. You and your guests will be well-rested and ready to focus on what really matters, spending time together. Stop by the Original Mattress Factory and give your family and friends the gift of a good night's sleep. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more.
10: When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But
9: once you start to understand your options...
10: You can partner with your doctor. And find ways to face MBC on your own terms.
9: Visit FindYourMBCVoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor.
10: Some questions have answers. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find some of yours.
2: As a kid, I remember years ago, driving downtown on the parkway with my mom and dad, all my brothers and sisters... We'd get out and then we would walk Kaufman's, horns, gimbals, sometimes I but an ear And it was the greatest because you would stand there with your face pressed against the window at Kaufman's and see these fantastical mechanical machines. There'd be these clouds and reindeers and kids and street scenes. It was something that was like otherworldly. And you marked the calendar because it was such an important date on the year, you could not wait to get downtown. Andy Masick is with us from the Senator John's Heinz History Center, Andy's the president, the CEO. And at the Senator John Heinz History Center right now, those windows or portions thereof are on display. Andy, welcome back.
11: Hey, it's good to be here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And at the History Center, we have A Very Merry Pittsburgh, and that's the exhibit that you were talking about. Yeah, tell us about. about it. What's it like? Well, you know, we... Did inherit all of the store furnishings and window displays from Macy's, which had, as you know, started out as Kaufman's mm-hmm. in 1877 wow. and became this 13-story amazing department store downtown at, at Fifth and Smithfield mm-hmm. where the clock was, you know, the famous Kaufman's sure, clock where clock. E- everybody met mm-hmm. under that brass clock or bronze clock. And at Christmas time, people would come from miles away, just as your family did. Uh, all the kids in tow, they'd uh, get out with their winter coats on, and they would line up and walk the 26 windows that surrounded the block. Uh,
4: there were 26. Of,
11: 26 of them. Really? From Forbes to
2: Smithfield to, to Fifth.
11: Yeah. I mean uh, it it was yeah. you could make an afternoon of it yeah. and each of those windows had their own stories sometimes they were inspired by literature like the wizard of oz uh, sometimes it was movies that inspired uh, what was on display in the uh, Kaufman's and Gimbel's and Horns windows because the department stores started competing with each other right Mm -hmm. you know who was going to have the coolest windows and and as you said uh they started making them mechanical they didn't they weren't just static displays they were moving and dancing and uh bouncing and uh it was electric lights that made all of that possible because think about Pittsburgh in the 1870s and the 1880s and the early 1890s, it was a gaslit world mm, right. or a candlelit yeah. world. And so when it got dark, people went home. Mm. Uh, you, you didn't go shopping at night because you couldn't see anything. But then Thomas Edison comes out with the light bulb and George Westinghouse uh, uh, makes it possible for alternating current to happen. And all of a sudden, the city glowed at night and people flocked to downtown at nighttime after work. And then uh, when uh, Christmas season came around, then the department stores figured out, wow, we'll light up our windows and that will suck people into our stores, and we'll put our coolest stuff out there in the windows. And uh, you know what? We'll tell stories. We'll make displays Mm -hmm. that are three-dimensional. And that's how the whole tradition of Christmas windows began. So
4: when did that start in Pittsburgh?
11: I would say in the 1890s when alternating current and light bulbs uh, became more commonplace. Now, most people at home were still using kerosene lamps and that sort of thing. But uh, in downtown, where there were high-rise buildings and department stores, it was practical to have your own power plant. Mm -hmm. Many of those early stores had their own power plants and used direct current, DC. That's what Thomas Edison promoted. And then by uh, 1893, uh, George Westinghouse figured out a way to use alternating current, which is what we use in our houses today, and you can transport that electricity over long distances. And that's when people out in the suburbs, out in the country, they could have electric lights, too, and it became affordable and the uh, the businesses really started using electricity then
2: I see, and so then the streetcar came in right the
11: streetcar, yeah, I mean uh, there weren 't buses in those days. Uh, most people uh, walked uh, every place they needed to go. maybe if you were wealthy, you could take an omnibus uh, pulled by a horse, you know kind of a, a horse drawn bus. And you had to walk home up steps, and that's why Pittsburgh mm-hmm. has more city steps than any place in America, and more bridges than any place in America, because people mostly walked uh to work and uh, home. Then electricity made those trolley cars possible. And of course, there'd be wires all over the streets downtown, and uh when the trolley, the that spring-loaded arm that made contact with the electric wire uh, kind of jumped the wire. Uh, the trolley came to a stop or the the streetcar came to a stop, and they'd have to get a guy with a hook to kind of mm-hmm. pull that arm, uh, make the contact again, and then uh, the trolley would car go. would zoom off again. Uh, it was quite a place. And and there were so many people downtown that there were throngs of people. Uh, and those trolley cars kind of plowed through uh, streets full of uh, people. They're beasts, aren't they? Uh, you know, it was people. Uh, it, it worked somehow. Yeah. Uh, but there were just so many pedestrians downtown.
4: Well, and there was such an excitement, I'm sure, because it was a, it was a terrific change of life.
11: You know, uh, in 1920, America became more urban than rural. First time. That's, that's the cutoff point. That's just at the time these department stores started to okay. evolve, just at the time electric lighting became uh, uh, available. And uh, before that, most of America was rural. I mean, it was a a farm kind Mm -hmm. of nation. And people lived in tiny little hamlets and communities and coal patches uh, spread out. But by 1920, people started concentrating in large numbers in cities. And that really changed the way we did business. And downtowns were invented. Mm. You know, the idea that you would go downtown to do your shopping
2: and that sort of thing. I see. And so the department stores were... I mean, there's really no parallel to today because it was sort of the Internet in front of you, that everything that you would desire or dream of, there it was. And, you know, Andy, you talk about, you know, rural America. People made their own soap or people made their own clothes. Now, for the first time, they're going somewhere and they're buying store-bought clothes or store-bought soap and, you know, beauty supplies. That was revolutionary.
11: That, that's exactly right. You know, in the old days, people would go to a specialist. You'd go to a a, a soap maker or uh, uh, a butcher or a candle maker or whoever it might be that uh, you needed a, a service or a product from, department stores said, hey, wait a second. We could put everything people need under one roof. Uh, In fact, we'll have multiple stories. You know what? We're going to have to invent ways for people to get up and down. We'll have to invent elevators and escalators (laughs) so people could easily uh, go up and down because they're not going to troop up the stairs. 13 Uh, stories. Yeah, right. So uh, all these innovations came as the department stores started concentrating everything you'd need under one roof. Uh, and that all comes with uh, urbanization. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, America is mostly urban. I mean, 80% of America is is urban in in large metropolitan uh, areas. So that's how much the world has changed in just the last 100 years. Gosh.
4: Andy, there's a BBC program that came out several years ago. It's actually a mini series. It's not a TV show. It's called The Paradise and it's based on the story of the very first department store that opened in London. I've seen it. It's terrific. Mm -hmm. But one of the things it made me – that I had not thought of before that echoes what you're saying is that the advent of those department stores and the electricity and the processes of – of goods being able to come to a place, for goods to be able to meet the buyer quickly. So many more things were available in so many different colors, and then there were lights so you could see them at night. It was like a huge commerce boom and a change of life.
2: And I bet, especially for women, the idea of, for the first time, true high fashion available to you. So you think about the Fricks and the Melons and the Carnegie's. They would come downtown. If you were shopping in the same stores or thereabouts Mm -hmm. as the Fricks and Melons and Carnegie's, that said something about your status
11: well that's true uh fashion was about status and uh, some people in the rural areas did depend on sears and roebuck and montgomery ward for mail they could, order they, they mm. could order through the catalog oh
4: the wells fargo wagon is it yeah. coming
11: it's coming down the street. There may be something for me. Uh, so, and kids, uh, you might even be old enough to remember the Sears and Roebuck catalog. You could flip through that and look at all the wonderful Heck Christmas yeah. toys mm. and things that a kid would dream about. Couldn't wait. And, and you'd circle things and tear pages yep. out of it and uh, maybe even mail it to Santa Claus and say, this is the one I want, you know, uh, and You know, in those department stores, not only could you find the products, the goods, and those attractive windows, but you know what? There was Santa land. And Mm. in Santa land was the big guy in red himself So that
4: was from the early on santa was there
11: yeah uh, from the 1890s wow. uh, uh, santa came to the store the kids came to the store and of course they brought their parents with right. them right.
2: so all this in some ways is marketing genius right to bring the crowds into the store santa was free but while you're visiting santa of course you're going to spend money
11: that's right that's right and and Uh, Christmas does become commercialized uh, during this time, from a very early time. Uh, Christmas cards are invented. Uh, Thomas Nast uh, draws pictures of the Santa that we know today, Father Christmas, uh, he called him. And uh, he imagined him as a a jolly elf, uh, uh, really kind of a... uh, Heavy set guy with uh, a red suit with white fur trim on it. He usually smoked a clay pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he had little uh, Ben Franklin like glasses perched on his nose. He always had very red uh, cheeks. And sometimes he'd have holly or other greenery in his uh, hair or in his hat and this is the santa claus that we now know uh, today but it really starts right after the civil war that that image that view of santa claus and then with the advent of department stores and the commercialization of christmas he becomes um the standard uh for uh, for all santa clauses and then uh now he's recognized the world round mm-hmm. as this uh this
2: um, iconic Icon- figure. I see Santa, and I always think of Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Because to me, that's kind of one right. and the same. When it, growing up, you would see the old images of Santa. And that, of course, again, marketing genius.
11: Yeah. And uh, we see that in magazine ads uh, early on. And then uh, with the advent of television in the 1950s, uh, they uh, use some of those same images, and they start doing Christmas specials. Mm. Uh, first animated uh, specials oh like gosh, Rudolph yes. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You, you've seen those little jerky uh, mm. uh, animated Are they figures. Paper? What Uh, were they made out of? Well, they they used clay originally, claymation kinds of things, and then they uh, got more uh, sophisticated with stop-action figures. They're probably paper mache or other uh, bendable, Mm movable figures. And uh, they look kind of primitive to us uh, today. They had them wired uh, so Rudolph's nose actually glowed. And, of course, those early images were all... Black and white, right? Uh, and then by the 1960s, we're starting to see color. Uh, Eaton Park uh, in the 1970s uh, does their famous the Christmas, tree. Uh, Christmas tree commercial, mm-hmm. which, you know, people, those uh, bring back memories right. to people yeah. who sing the jingles, uh, recognize the images, and then think back to their childhood.
2: Nice. Andy Masick's with us. He's the president, the CEO of the Senator John Heinz History Center. So, Andy, let's go back then to the exhibit right now at the Heinz History Center. Those displays from Kauffman's, especially, and horns and gimbals, so you have the inventory. I mean, how many years of all that minutiae is stored at the History Center?
11: Well, I'll have to admit, yeah, we have hundreds of thousands of objects in the History Center collection. But when it comes to our Christmas collection, it's kind of spotty. Uh, We inherited some of the objects from the storefront windows. So you'll see some animated figures that aren't moving anymore. You know, they're static displays now. We've tried to recreate uh, some as best we can. We have Santa's chair from Santaland, which if you look at it closely, I'm not sure if I showed it to you Mm -hmm. the last time you were at the History Center. But it's this red velvet chair chair with gold uh filigree and um uh, trim on it but if you look at the arms of the chair they're all worn down all the gold gilt is worn off because like a million kid butts went over the arms of those chairs (laughs) as they sat on santa claus i'm sure a lot of tears
4: were cried oh yeah They're Tantrums probably, were sprung.
11: Yeah, right, and and a lot of secrets were revealed <laughs> sure. to but, Santa Claus sure. and and Mom and Dad were are trying to listen in, saying, right.
9: oh, "What what did she say?"
4: You know, <laughs>
11: and uh, you know, don't listen, Mom. This is for Santa Claus sure. only. <laughs> right. And so uh, we've tried to recreate that spirit, and we've shown images of Christmas's past. Uh, there's a movie that goes. Some are home movies of people. Uh, uh, unwrapping presents in their own homes, uh, others are are still photographs, uh, but we 'd liked more uh, we 'd like more of the objects from the windows mm-hmm. uh, we 'd like more photographs surprisingly there aren 't as many photographs of those wonderful windows as you would think is that right? You would think everybody would have taken pictures, sure, and maybe they did. But they were using their brownie camera with mm. a big flash bulb right. on it flashed on that glass plate window, and nothing was there and nothing was there but but a big flash and some kid you know shielding their eyes, and they probably said, "Oh, this one didn't come out and tossed it out." So we don't really have that many huh. photographs of the windows. So if you've got some in your family album or squirreled away in a shoebox under your bed or in the attic, would you contact us at the History Center? Because we'd like to flesh out this story. Yeah.
2: Wonderful. Wow. Hey, we need to take a quick break. But uh, Andy Macy's going to stay with us from the Senator John Hines History Center. A couple of things to look forward to. December 23rd, 1972, a day that is... Uh, what, one of the centerpieces of Pittsburgh lore. And Andy's going to talk about something called the current war, December 30th at the History Center. So stay tuned for that. Always a pleasure. The Heinz History Center and Andy Masick.
6: We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Spring House, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Spring House a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe, orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar cheesecake or filled chocolate log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or kale buns? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you.
9: Every day across Western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting word of him to 91999.
5: This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash
9: match. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org.
11: Get your truly free
6: credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Choose fresh, local Pennsylvania milk. It's naturally packed with nine essential nutrients, just what you need to power through the day and fuel your body and mind. Milk also builds stronger communities, providing jobs and pumping billions of dollars into Pennsylvania's economy every year. And it all starts with you. Choose PA Dairy, goodness that matters to your family and our communities. Look for labels with PA Preferred or code 42. Find stores at
9: choosepadairy.com. Paid for by the Center for Dairy Excellence.
12: Today, mostly cloudy,
3: low 23. Cloudy in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 44. Clear tomorrow night, low 25. Sunday, turning out partly sunny, high 47. Monday, mild, plenty of sunshine. High Monday, 50. Tuesday, plenty of sunshine, high 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm
0: Brian May. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw. Trying to get away, and his pass is broken up by Tatum,
7: tipped off!
2: December 23rd, 1972, the miracle of miracles, later by some wit in a bar named the Immaculate Reception. It took a while for that uh, that label to take hold, but if you're a Pittsburgher, that is part of your DNA. Andy Masick's with us from the Heinz History Center. Andy, uh, you were recently with Franco Harris, and uh, dare I say you were close to the football itself, the actual football, but did you touch it? I did not touch the ball because uh,
11: the guy who uh, owns it uh, jim Baker he uh, he snagged it right after the the game he watched as. Franco turned the ball over to the officials. The officials put it down for the extra point. They kicked the extra point. In 1972, they didn't use a net behind the goalpost. He watched it. He got it on the second bounce. He shoved it under his coat. He ran off the field with it. And he has he has protected that ball ever since. Uh, He's got it in a bank vault, uh, has it insured for a million dollars. And he only brings it out once in a while, and he brought it to the History Center two nights ago. Franco Harris invited some friends over, uh, most of his teammates from that 1972 uh, team and the early Super Bowl wins, and uh, and they brought out the ball after watching that clip that you just played. And uh, just as uh franco runs into the end zone they took this ball out of a glass case uh only franco was allowed to touch the ball because so cool. it's got franco dna on it from 1972 right, So you can't be messing that no up. i can't i can't touch that uh, and so franco uh held the ball did a Franco, you know, one foot up in the air, just like at the airport yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, figure. So cool. And people, flash bulbs are going off all over the place, and, and Franco uh, reenacts the immaculate reception.
2: Oh, that is so cool. I love that so much. <laughs>
4: that is absolutely terrific. Now, you showed us a picture that I am just frankly green with envy over. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's you and Franco, and both of Franco's mitts are around that ball.
11: Yeah, uh, Franco's got uh, big hands. Gigantic and, hands. And uh, that ball seems to fit his hands just right. It is so terrific. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been played with. It hasn't been touched since that day in 1972. That really kind of started the transformation of the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. yes. from the lovable losers into a football dynasty. Really that is the envy of the nation. Right.
2: Okay, so the particulars of Terry Bradshaw to Fran- uh, Frenchie Fuqua to Jack Tatum to Franco Harris. Uh, I recently saw an NFL film, Andy, which you are a part of, and there's all this sort of mystery around it. Was the play legit? Was it legal? Did the ball touch Franco or uh, Frenchie Fuqua's hands first? Was it legal? Did it touch the ground before Frank? Franco picked it up. When you look at the NFL today, that play would never have taken place because the the, uh, referees when the play was over, there was no instant replay. Yeah. They sort of had to huddle. It took 15 minutes for them to say, yeah, yeah that was legit. That was actually yeah. a touchdown.
11: Yeah, they, they really did uh, review the play, but it was by the officials getting together and say, hey, what happened? And uh, what did you see? And they compared notes. Uh, the ball never did touch the ground, uh, but there's no real clear uh, uh, video or film evidence of this uh some people including Myron Cope uh said hey they they erased the the tape or mm-hmm. you know they yeah. you know they would uh, record over. over uh things in those days it seems hard to believe uh but there was a uh, a version a video version that surfaced uh just in the last ten years or so, that seemed to confirm that uh, it was a legitimate play, uh, and scientists have even looked at the trajectory of the ball as it leaves terry bradshaw 's hands and does it hit Jack Tatum or Frenchy Fuqua Well, the angle of of uh, deflection mm-hmm. or the uh, the rebound uh, they now have determined couldn 't have been. Frenchie running in the direction he was running, uh, the ball wouldn't have popped up and ricocheted as far. I see. So it really had to hit Tatum, who was running full speed towards uh, the ball. And so mm-hmm. they've done all these scientific studies. That How many so feet per second was the rebound and all that stuff? But uh, the, the fact remains, Franco went into the end zone with that uh, thing, stiff-armed uh, a... Uh, a Raiders player, and made it in there. There was pandemonium in Three Rivers Stadium. The Chief had already figured the Steelers had lost, uh, and so he was in the elevator at the time the play uh, was made, because he was going to go to the locker room to console the team, Mm -hmm. and when he got to the bottom uh, of the elevator, uh, he could feel Three River Stadium, concrete and steel, vibrating (laughs) like he had never felt it before, and said, what happened? And Franco, he caught it. We won. That's fabulous. So it it was – the greatest play in NFL history. Yeah. And that's what the NFL has determined that they've mm-hmm. reviewed a hundred years of NFL history and determined that one play stands <laughs> out as the greatest play, and they named The Immaculate Reception. As the greatest play in football wow. history.
2: Down at Three River Stadium, long gone. So, at the Senator John Hines History Center, you have some artifacts. Franco's shoes? Yeah, we have the actual
11: shoes that he was mm. wearing that day. And in 1972, they were experimenting with this kind of red vinyl stuff that had toluene in it and I other. I bet they look bad. Oh, boy, they're disintegrating. Yeah. And we've got our Smithsonian conservators on the deal. Uh, they're going to have to put it in a box with uh, an inert gas in it, uh, so oxygen doesn't mm. react with these really? chemicals and the things fall apart. Uh, but they've got Franco sweat in them, Franco cooties <laughs> inside uh, the shoes. So you know we don't want to overclean them, no, of course. Them. And we also have the um, the turf, the AstroTurf that was on the field, because in those days right? they they didn't have real. Uh, no, they had, the, they had the
4: cruel turf. Oh, the
11: cruel turf. Yeah. And when Dirt DiNardo, the groundskeeper for the the Steelers, uh, finally got the green light to tear up that old turf, Franco heard about it. He ran out and uh, said, stop, guys. Wait, over here. And he, he showed them a piece about 10 uh, yard square. And he said, cut that out for me. Wow. And Donardo cut it out. They rolled it up. He put it in the back of his car. It was, you know, sticking out of his uh, trunk. He brought it uh, home to Dana, his wife. And she said, where are we going to put that thing? <laughs> it's all dirty. You can't put that in the house. And so he shoved it under the porch, the front porch of their house, where it stayed for about 40 years. What? And wow. And he donated it to the history Center. Oh, wow. It had a wasp nest built into it. By then, yeah, you know, we did. did he have, give you that for free? Yeah, we we got that for free. Uh, we had to, you know, fumigate the darn thing. I bet. But uh, we didn't want to overclean that too because right. you know it had a lot of history uh, seeped into the pores mm. of that astroturf. That and we awesome. now have that in our sports museum at the history center. There's a. X marks the spot illuminated on it. You know, it's not painted on. It's projected onto it. So you can see the very spot where the immaculate reception was made in 1972 changed the course of the Pittsburgh Steelers, changed history.
2: Oh, that's so great. The greatest play in the history of the NFL. You can see it live at the Heinz History Center. We need to step away for just a few minutes. Andy Masick is with us from the Heinz History Center. And we're going to talk about uh, a film, The Current Wars, along with George Westinghouse, Thomas Edison. Next. 101.5
1: WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Is Christ your Lord? You say,
0: well, I accepted Him as Savior. The Bible never says accept Him as Savior. The Bible says receive Him. You cannot receive what Jesus gives and refuse who Jesus is.
9: Come and adore Jesus Christ when you tune in for Adrian Rogers' series of
1: Christmas messages this month on Love Worth Finding tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered
13: Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz, vans,
10: born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, bond availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cab chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2nd, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com.
6: Christmas is right around the bend and all of us from Christ Church at Grove Farm went to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus. The
8: Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity
9: Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. I Visit TrinityJewelers.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get
1: started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com.
2: Connecting you with new customers. Andy Masick's with us, the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. It is essentially Pittsburgh's attic in the Strip District. Andy, uh, a film called The Current Wars... Is, uh, is it soon to be released or is it in yeah, theaters now? It's just been released. It's in the theaters
11: now. But the co- really cool thing is that the screenplay was written by a local guy named Michael Mitnick. Huh. He graduated from Fox Chapel High School with my kids. Wow. Uh, so I saw him when he was just a... Uh, starting out uh, making home movies uh, with his classmates and uh, it 's great to see that he has his career has really taken off and uh, he st- started this uh, idea of doing a musical of of Edison and George Westinghouse uh, duking it out over would America, would the world be uh, powered by alternating current electricity or direct current? I see. Edison was an Mm -hmm. advocate of direct current, um, and that's the kind of thing that you have in uh, a battery or uh, in a uh, flashlight or in your car. Uh, Alternating current is the... A high voltage kind of current that's in your house that can be transported over hundreds of miles. Direct current can only uh, go about a half a mile. So you could only have local stations if you wanted to use that. But Edison early on adopted direct current and it wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, so Westinghouse from Pittsburgh comes along and says, you know, we got to go with alternating current. And so those two inventors had a war mm.
2: uh,
11: over whose current was going to uh, win out commercially.
2: I mean, it was worldwide,
11: right? I mean, there was a lot at stake. Yeah, There's a lot at stake. And, and Edison, we think of him as, oh, this nice guy I know, inventor. Morris, he invents Thomas. the light bulb, T- you know, and um, lots of uh, dirty pool. the phonograph. Well, he says, well, we've got to discredit uh, Westinghouse, So he uses Westinghouse generators, AC generators, to start electrocuting dogs and cats and horses and cows. Eventually, they electrocute a circus elephant oh that gosh. has killed its handler to show the people of the world that alternating current is dangerous. Wow. It's the current of death. Wow. You don't want this in your That's house, do you? You don't want the kids around this stuff. It could kill you. And they, Edison even designs an electric chair for the state of New York to execute prisoners, but he uses Westinghouse uh, generators to do it. And when the newspaper reporters ask Edison what do you think we should call execution by electricity? What's the word for that? And Edison said, hmm... I think we should say that person's been Westinghouse.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah.
11: Well, that's how tough Jeez. it was. And then they duke it out over the contract for the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893. So the War of the Currents is in full swing. And how about
4: which kind of electricity is going to power the World's Fair? The
11: World's Fair, because remember, 1893. There's never been an electrified World's right. Fair before. It's all been so kerosene this was the debut. and gas lamps. And so, uh, Westinghouse gives uh, puts in a bid that's half of what anybody else does. He's going to lose money on this deal, but he's going to establish Westinghouse and AC current mm. as the current mm. of choice, the standard. And so he does. He illuminates the Great White Way, the World's Fair of the Columbian Exposition. Remember, this is the same World's Fair that George Ferris introduces the Ferris wheel and H.J. Uh, Hines uh, has a big display of ketchup and pickles and invents the pickle pin mm-hmm. that every Pittsburgh kid has. Sure, uh, And so this was a, an innovative display of what America could do and it was illuminated by George Westinghouse, and alternating current.
2: So in the end then, despite Edison's debauchery, Westinghouse won out.
11: Westinghouse wins out. And part of the reason he wins out is he uh, teams up with a a guy named Nikola Tesla. Yes. Tesla is a Serbian inventor. He is way ahead of his time. Uh, He invents things in his head, he doesn't even put them down on Mm -hmm. paper. Some people think he's a nut. Uh, Edison hires him for uh, a while and gives them the these little tasks to do. He's like an office boy, uh, really. Tesla is insulted by Edison, who really doesn't believe that Tesla's ideas about alternating current uh, are are worth pursuing. But Tesla comes up with a motor, uh, an electric induction motor powered by alternating current. And he takes that idea to Westinghouse, to Pittsburgh. Uh, Westinghouse has a, a factory. He starts out uh, where the convention center is today mm-hmm. on uh, Garrison Alley. and then he moves over to Liberty uh, avenue and uh, And Tesla comes to him, and together they work out the details mm-hmm. of this electric motor and that motor changes everything because that's what can be used uh, to drive pumps and factories and machinery of all kinds and household appliances as well. Uh, And so Tesla and Westinghouse together changed the world.
2: So that's really interesting. So, I mean, most people would hold Thomas Edison up and fed him, of course, for his industry and his genius. But somehow Westinghouse got the short end of the PR stick and certainly Tesla did as well. That's that's a really good observation.
11: So Edison invents the light bulb uh, and a lot of other things, phonographs and, and other useful inventions. And he's considered the wizard of Menlo Park, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And, uh, and so everybody thinks of Edison as America's great inventor. But in fact, Westinghouse has 396 patents Is that right? to his individual credit. His companies wow. have thousands, but out of his fertile brain comes 396 uh, patentable ideas, and so it's really Westinghouse uh, and and his family of companies, Westinghouse Electric, and and many other things that are producing um, nuclear energy today and so many other things around the world. Who is perhaps the greater inventor Mm. but you're right edison is is the name people remember and part of it was edison was a better marketer Mm. and he branded everything with his
2: own name
11: edison phonographs edison electric
2: now you can buy edison bulbs today that's right so on december 30th a special event at the heinz history center stay with us andy macy will talk about that about george westinghouse thomas edison nikola tesla stick around
8: The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare,
9: responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com.
5: This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org
2: match. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsouruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors and of course, Windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at WindowsRusPittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional ten percent off at WindowsRusPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRusPittsburgh.com. Andy Masick joins us from the Senator John's Heinz History Center in the Strip District. Andy, December 30th, a very
11: special event. You know, usually on December 30th, we have the President's Lecture, me, and I give a a talk about something. This year, I'm going to talk about the War of the Currents. But we are going to invite, uh, we have invited, the director of the new film, The Current War, uh, Alfonso Gómez Rejon, who also filmed uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl right here in Pittsburgh. Uh, We'll have Michael Mitnick, the screenwriter, and we'll have Jane Sullivan, the producer of the film. They'll all be on stage with me. So we'll talk about Hollywood and history. Mm. How do you take uh, a real history subject and uh, produce it for the big screen in a dramatic film? So the film
2: won't be shown, but it'll be a conversation about all the different particulars. We're
11: going to show clips from the film that'll give you a sense of what the film uh, is like if you haven't seen it already and then the director, producer and screenwriter will comment on those clips and will give the audience a chance to interact with them what an
4: opportunity
11: Yeah. I it's
4: love that. Good. Andy, I love when you do events like that. John and I have been, I don't know, a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and we've enjoyed it so much. I was thinking just it was the the uh, anniversary of the Wright Brothers' first flight a couple right. days ago. Right. And I was thinking about you hosting David McCullough down there when That's he released right. his book on the Wright Brothers, which, by the way, is terrific.
2: Yes. So, so Andy, so people want to go to the December 30th event tickets on sale?
11: They can uh, contact the History Center, go to our uh, website, uh, get tickets. You could probably uh, come that day. uh, If you want to risk it, it's uh, five bucks for members and $15 for uh, the general public.
2: Very nice. Andy, we always love you coming by. I mean, you're really just a font of uh, passionate interest about what happened here in western Pennsylvania. Thanks so much. You're just a a really terrific storyteller. I love being here. Mm, Merry Christmas to Merry Christmas Christmas
4: to to you, Andy.
2: Andy Masick, Senator John Sines History Center. Information online, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, johnandkathyshow.com.
10: word
6: that changes the world.
10: 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group.
9: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump has agreed to give the State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress on February 4th next year. The president accepted the formal invitation from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who sent him a letter. The invitation was extended just two days after the House of Representatives adopted two articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. A Senate impeachment trial is expected to begin in January, but no date has been set. White House correspondent Greg Clugston, a Ukrainian security researcher, says a database with the names, phone numbers, and unique user IDs of more than 267 million Facebook users was exposed on the open Internet for at least 10 days this month. Bob Diachenko says nearly all the users are in the U.S. He says the database was likely harvested by criminals who could use it for spam or phishing attacks or identity theft. On Wall Street, the dot by 78 points, this is SRN
6: News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Colusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. For most of us, it's hard to even
0: look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to save the children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888 888- 8844836 you can give online at savechildrentoday.org today's
9: world craves leaders leaders with vision moral character and independent thinking Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through eighth grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Impact Mortgage Group,
14: DBA Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, Equal Housing Lender. Non-licensed in all states, including New York, offering, Not available in Washington. Call 855 657 9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Some limitations apply.
8: Happy
9: holidays from your friends at Cash Call Mortgage. To help homeowners save money during the holidays, we're waiving all our fees to any borrower who locks a rate with us before the new year. That's right, a true no closing cost mortgage loan. And if a no closing cost loan isn't enough, How about the interest rates under 2.99%? If you have a mortgage interest rate of 2.99% or greater, we may be able to lower your monthly mortgage payment and save you cash. This holiday, enjoy no-closing-cost loans at Cash Call Mortgage.
14: For a free quote to see if you qualify for this special holiday savings offer, just visit CashCallMortgage.com or call us today at 800-299-1364. That's 800-299-1364. 800-299-1364.
9: Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Today, mostly cloudy,
3: low 23. Cloudy in the morning, tomorrow followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 44. Clear tomorrow night, low 25. Sunday, turning out partly sunny, high 47. Monday, mild, plenty of sunshine. High Monday, 50. Tuesday, plenty of sunshine, high 44. With your Accurate The Forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy,
2: live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome to the Friday edition at the beginning of a long holiday week that's ahead of us. Hard to believe Christmas five days away. Yeah,
4: I'm starting to get tense. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Let's be honest. I've been tense for a while. I woke up this morning at an absurdly early hour.
2: To shop? No. To decorate? To,
4: no, to worry.
2: Oh. Oh, not you put worry. Some action behind I don't mean that. worry.
4: Like I'm worrying about something, you know, significant. Right. Just you know, things going through my head. All the to-do list.
2: Right. I've got to do. Well, you're having a big crowd.
4: Mm-hmm. I am having a big crowd. How many? Uh, Twenty-four. Oh my gosh. You know that? You remember the old? You wouldn't even say digital clock, but they were like the little paper things that had the numbers on them, and they would turn. You know, and so it looked like a digital clock, oh, except yeah, it wasn't yeah, digital. Sure. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right, it was like right, right. paper, yeah. and it would just flip the five would become the six and right. then it would come the seven. You could kind of watch the paper flip that's what my mind was doing this morning at uh-huh. about six. Flip would just flip. I have to do that. Oh no, I should do the flip. Yeah. I should no, I should do that flip. You know? It was well, like that.
2: So how often have you been out like actually at the mall or at the strip? I haven't
4: been at the mall. Um I was at uh I was in the strip today. I was at Trinity Jewelers last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I did the other day? If if you haven't done this, and you know, there's five days left before Christmas, go down to PPG Place. It is so lovely to really? see the skating rink, to see the Christmas tree, and then to go look at the Christmas village and shop there in Market Square. It, I do that every year. I had such a good Fabulous. time. I took a couple friends down there uh, at the end of last week. We had such a good time. Excellent. I really... I really want to recommend that to everybody.
2: So is this a, a tradition for you?
4: It is. It has become a tradition for me. I uh-huh. like it that much.
2: Yeah. So you walk around downtown, mm-hmm. especially to the market. Yeah. I mean, there's always weird and unusual uh, presence. Yeah. Right? And
4: I've. I just, yes, there are so many ethnic stands in there, in the Christmas market, that if you are Serbian, if you're Croatian, mm-hmm. if you're Polish, if you're Jewish, if you're whatever, you're going to find some holidayism that is going to be great for somebody in your family.
2: Nice. Yeah, well, w- when we go downtown, we'll uh, go to the creche at uh, Steel Plaza. We'll go to the um, uh, Market Square Christmas Village. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Winter Garden, which I thought the Winter Garden was closed this year, but apparently it's not.
4: You know, every time I go to the Winter Garden, I'm always there a little too late in the day.
5: What do you mean? It's not
4: open very. It's not open particularly late. Right. So you'd have to check unless things are different this year. Okay. You'd have to check the hours if you're heading down specifically to see the Winter Garden. You just want to make sure that you're not going to miss it.
2: Right. Uh, you know, we sort of we make the rounds, and then the last thing we do is we stop into uh, the CVS and get a chocolate YooHoo. It just become part of our tradition. I
4: gotta be honest. That's like a low low rent ending to that's
2: when my kids chocolate. were little they were in love with chocolate yoo and we found <laughs> yeah so we found like the cvs downtown had a, a supply of chocolate Yoo-Hoo. Well, that's sweet so now my kids are you know 22 and 19 mm-hmm. we still do the chocolate you
4: i gotta be honest with you you know it's better than you hmm. rich chocolate ovaltine well people you know why Gets fortified
2: but you don't get that at the cvs like you know you can buy it like in the you know you
4: can mix your own i guess it's very delicious. Anyway,
2: that's part of our Christmas tradition, mm-hmm. the chocolate yoo Yeah,
4: so that, that brings us to the question we want to ask all of you. We want to open up the phone lines at 800-320-8255. We're interested in hearing from you. This is our last hour of the broadcast decade. We're going to be on vacation next week celebrating with our families. By the time we get—actually, Mike and I are going to be together doing the show uh, the 30th and 31st. That's right. John will be off. I might come around. But the— the last. This is the last time the three of us are going to be together in the decade. So next time we're all together, it's going to be 2020. And so we want to look back. We're interested in unique or unusual things that you have in your own family Christmas celebration. 800-320-8255.
2: Unique and unusual things that are part of your Christmas family celebration. Yeah, so if you're
4: Italian and you do the seven fishes, you can talk about that. I'll tell some stories about my Polish upbringing and Mm -hmm. the crazy things we do on Christmas. And so... Whatever, if you're Serbian, if you have an Irish background. I mean, you have crazy things you do on New Year's. Yeah, we We'll do. talk about that, All too. All right, fine, yeah. Yeah, so we want to open up the phone lines.
2: 800-320-8255. We want to hear from you. All right. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we got lots more ahead. We're just sort of a, a potpourri of an hour. I right? like it. A bit of a grab bag here uh, on this Friday edition. What time is it?
4: Yeah. <gasps> I almost forgot, yeah. you guys. Your holiday weekend has begun.
2: Oh yes, it is almost ten minutes past the five o'clock hour. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Merry Christmas to you and yours. We'll take a break. and Be back in just a few minutes. all right well hey it's, we're just a, a few days away from christmas and uh can
4: you imagine the chaos and the joy and the fun going on at the spring house
2: well i can uh, imagine the <laughs> chaos maybe not the joy and the fun <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to marcia hey marsh merry christmas to
4: you
12: hi guys merry christmas to you and all the listeners out there too what a beautiful time of the year right
2: it truly is, is
4: is it crazy
12: It's crazy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Telling it like it is, Marsha from the Springhouse. But, Marsha, is there time for people to still pick something up?
12: Yes, there is. There is still time. Um, We are not taking any more orders, but we're planning on making lots of extra stuff. So we have oodles and oodles of smoked ham still available, and we have um, smoked salmon and all kinds of baked goods, dinner rolls and coconut cream pie, apple crumb pie. Mm. Uh, lemon meringue pie, sour cherry pie, you know, everything you can think of, nut rolls, apricot rolls, poppy seed rolls, pumpkin rolls, and we'll have the store just popping full of goodies every day. You know, we only have four days left, can you believe it? Amazing. And then we'll have um, a little case out there with casseroles and gravy. People really loved having the gravy made already for them at Thanksgiving time. And so we'll have all of those kind of things, and then our salad case will be popping full. And, of course, you have to get our homemade egg now because it is amazing I've been trying not to drink too much of it, so i am putting it in my coffee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good
4: compromise. That's
2: right. (laughs) That's fabulous. Hey, look, if you're in the mood for something delicious for this Christmas, get on down to the Spring House. As Marsh has said, there is still some time left. Hey, Marsh, Merry Christmas to you.
12: Merry Christmas to everybody. 101.5
1: 101.5 W.O.R.D. In poverty-stricken Ethiopia, children are suffering from severe acute malnutrition. They're starving and dying. But our ministry partners at Save the Children are there to help. Your $60 one-time gift can provide the ready-to-use therapeutic food, the emergency nutrition and medication to bring a child back from the brink of death. Every little bit you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 at the prompt to save the keyword, save the children. You can give online at wordfm.com. Keyword, save the children. Hey,
13: Pittsburgh, this is Touch Elkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. So right now you can lease a new 2020 Chevy Trax LS for as low as $119 per month. This is a 36-month, 30,000-mile lease with 2,999-plus tax and registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease and approved credit. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet.
9: In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. L.S. Jewelers has been family owned and operated for over 65 years. L.S. Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to L.S. Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection.
5: This is former Pirates manager, Hurdle, for my friends at Urban Impact, what a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org match.
2: Hey, thanks for being with us. We're talking about weird and unusual Christmas traditions. Something happened in your family that you do every year. You kind of think, this is just unique to our family. Um, Other people, you know, uh, you go visit odd places. Or maybe there's, um, you know, a, a special food that you eat. Or those crazy Christmas sweaters that come out once a year and are worn one time. Give us a call about unusual Christmas traditions in your life or your family's life at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. We're always curious about you, our listeners, and uh, what your life's all about as opposed to, you know, what Kath and I are doing. Mm-hmm. But Kath, you do do some unusual things for the Christmas season, Well, don't I don't you? know
4: if it's all that unusual. I, probably for every person listening who's from Polish descent, I'm going to say these things and they're going to say, well, that's what everybody does. So, But if you're not Polish, they would seem unusual, I guess. Uh, The big celebration, if you're Polish, is Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's kind of the blowout celebration. Um, The traditional term is Vigilia. Vigilia. Yeah, Vigilia, um, which is the vigil supper of Christmas Eve. And so there are certain things that we always do. Um, The first thing is... That um, if you're from a really traditional family, you don't decorate the tree until everyone gets together on that night. I see. So, But I'll be honest with you. My whole life, we've never observed that. The tree's always been decorated before that. Yeah. But, you know, if you're really Maybe, observing it, that's what you would so do. In the old days, right? Right. You would decorate the tree on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, you put hay either under your table, under your tablecloth, or on top of your tablecloth to remind you of the manger.
2: Oh, really? You do yeah. that? Where do you yes. put it?
4: Yeah. I put it in the center, like around a Christmas candle. Just so, here's the thing. When you put it under the table, and we have such a huge family, makes most people don't even notice. Or, and it makes a mess, but people don't even know it's there. Right, right. So I kind of like it on top of the tablecloth, even though that's not traditional. It just kind of is, at least it helps you to connect it with something visually. right. So, so you've see. got so you got your straw yeah. there. Um, on top of the straw, or around the straw, or on some part of the table, you have a black chain. A black chain, right? Yeah. So it can be a heavy chain, a light chain. However you want to do it. It's
2: like Ebenezer Scrooge, a little
4: bit. And it's but it's visible. And that's supposed to symbolize the binding of the family together. And so whoever's eating, this is our. This is how we're all connected as a family. And
2: do you have a black chain? I do. Is it a real chain or is it a uh-huh. plastic? No, no, it's a real chain. Metal chain.
4: Yeah, I just use it on Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. You put that out on the table. Um, what else? The animals of the home on Christmas Eve are treated with special reverence because they remind us of the animals who attended Jesus in the manger.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid... Uh, I always thought – I don't know where I got this from because, you know, it's just a kid thing – that at midnight on Christmas Eve – The
4: animals could talk? Yes. Listen, where did you get that?
2: I don't know. I don't I have no idea. I
4: remember hearing that. I, In my head, I connected it with Narnia, with the talking animals Narnia, but you didn't, didn't read no, Narnia no, when you were no. a
2: kid. And, of course, I was never up at midnight. Well, no, that's not true because I was a, a choir boy, so I would do midnight mass. Do midnight mass, mass, right? But I wasn't at home. But we had a dog, Chip, and I would go, Chip, what are you going to say this year? Of course, he wouldn't answer me. Darn it! <laughs> yeah.
4: Did what? What was the first dog? Wait, what was the dog? Cindy. Cindy. Did Cindy, Did Cindy ever say anything? No,
2: no. Cindy, <laughs> get this thing anything. off me! What the heck? Yeah, Cindy.
4: Um, We've got phone lines open I can't believe no one is calling We're talking about Christmas traditions here Things things that you do that are weird or unusual in your family If you're Italian, if you're Serbian If you're uh, Polish like I am Or Irish like John is Or whatever, we'd love to hear from you Uh, 800-320-8255 Okay, so I always give my cats special treats on Christmas Eve Yeah Because I have to honor them Of course That's what we do Um, Once the meals Oh, you begin the meal I almost forgot with the Christmas wafer which is called um a blotkey. A and Christmas wafer. It's this it's this white thing. Ours is white. I don't know if they're always white. Um, I think a couple of years ours has been pink. Now that I think of it. But it has like an impr it's it's flavorless. It sounds weird, but it's flavorless, and it has the imprint of the nativity on it. I see. And you put it on a special plate, and everyone gathers around the table, and you break it in half, and then you take it and you pass it around the table. But you have to break a piece off and share it with someone next to you, and then you say Merry Christmas.
2: It almost sounds like a communion wafer. It's
4: a lot like that. It's blessed by the priest in Uh traditional Catholic families. You say Merry Christmas, and that's how you begin your meal.
2: Oh, that's fabulous.
4: Yeah. And then you, you have soup, mushroom soup. Usually we moved into crab bisque about two decades ago. Was that
2: a seismic shift?
4: It was a seismic shift. Um, but you do crab bisque because it's a meatless meal. I see. So you have to do the crab bisque. You do you know whatever fish you decide to do. We do smoked salmon and I do shrimp cocktail. Oh, really? And then we have uh, six kinds of pierogies. Really? With sour cream and horseradish. And cranberry bread, oh, raisin bread. Uh, oh, challah. Challah is another tradition. And that's borrowed from our Poli- our, our Polish Jews, brothers and sisters. Challah's bread, The right? challah bread, yeah. And what that is that? Be- you know, the beautiful egg bread? Oh, yeah. That's just tradition.
2: You just have a bite of it?
4: Oh, no. You eat the whole, I mean, you
2: just- you make re- a sandwich?
4: Well, you're not making a sandwich because you're already eating pierogies. I mean, how much starch uh, can you right, take in? Right.
2: So you just have a slice of bread? Mm-hmm. Yeah, slice of bread. Sure but, you're... it's
4: but you know, the hall is really beautiful. And so it sits in the middle of the table, or not in the middle, but on the side. It looks lovely.
2: Next to the straw mm-hmm. by the black chain. Yeah. That's cool. Look, i got to be honest. I don't do any of that.
4: Well, you're I, not Polish. Why yeah, would you? I mean, that I don't, would be totally weird to me. I you. mean,
2: that sounds really ornate and really festive. Mm. I love the tradition of it. It's so it's deep. It's fun. Yeah, it sounds really beautiful. And then
4: each year, what I try to do is explain it because there are always little kids there, and if you don't, if you don't take the time to explain what it is, it doesn't mean anything to someone who's right. you know seven years old and noticing it for the first time.
2: Okay, so you said the, this Christmas you are going to have twenty five people. Yeah, most of those people are staying at your house. No. Okay.
4: Most of them are not staying at my All house,
2: right. but then you know, of course, like as you said, so every year. Well, not every year, but, you know, more often than not, there's a new little kid coming around. Right. You've got to go into the details. You have to talk about it. So I love this because then, you know, at some point, you passing that tradition on to your daughters, mm-hmm. they themselves will yes. pick up the, the straw, yes. the chain, right. the hala, and all that mm-hmm. and make it their family tradition. Right. Right, exactly. That's really cool.
4: Yeah, I've really enjoyed that. My whole life, the Christmas Eve was just the most exciting thing to do. I bet it is. And then wait, Christmas Day is also a big celebration, but it's not as big. So you have ham on that day. It's when you break your fast. So you have your ham and- you Wait, know, wait, you're
2: having crab bisque soup.
4: I know. How much of a fast is <laughs> I, I, it? we We're having smoked salmon. We're having shrimp. That's I mean, a... this is how people fast. They just don't I, eat meat, don't... but they eat everything else. Yeah,
2: I mean, that, that alone is a Christmas meal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. When
4: I was little, we only opened uh gifts on Christmas Eve. That's another Polish thing.
2: What? You went to bed and you already knew what you got for Christmas?
4: Yeah, that was that like, it wasn't for my immediate family like my mom and dad would give me gifts on Christmas Day, but all the other gifts, you know, family between cousins or whatever, everything if you're Polish happens on Christmas Eve.
2: That's fascinating. So then Santa, the idea of Santa as a young Polish girl really didn't hold any weight nothing, for you. No sway. She, so you grew up not believing in Santa Claus. I
4: no, I never did. Mm-hmm. No, Santa wasn't a big deal. But I, I do. I'm really fascinated by Polish Santa. Looks very different than American Santa. In, In fact, our good friend Dennis Sullivan, who's been such a faithful Dennis listener to Sullivan. our show and Holy has sent smokes. has sent us such unbelievable gifts over the years. Oh. He sent me a Polish Santa a couple of years ago that is really lovely. Sa- a Polish Santa looks more like a king. He looks more like a wizened king. I see. Than like a fat jolly, you know, uncle. Does he have a crown? He has a headdress mm-hmm. that he wears. It's kind of long. I mean, let's be honest, he's probably cold. Right. So he has to wear a lot of accoutrement.
2: So when you grew up, so I'm just kind of curious about this. Did your dad and mom belong to like a Polish club?
4: Oh, my dad was a member of the Polish Falcons. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, our, both of my uh, my dad's entire family's Polish, both his mother's side and his father's side. And so everybody, I kn- I didn't even know anybody who lived in New Ken who was part of my extended family who wasn't Polish.
2: Fascinating. Okay, we'll take a break. Um, listen, uh, you hear cast stories. I mean, growing up Polish here in the city of Pittsburgh, what about you? German Christmas, Serbian Christmas, Czechoslovakian Christmas? What, what were you doing? Or just, you know, what odd and unusual traditions? I'd love to hear your story about this. Are you out there? Give us a call, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. What are the memories of, of unusual or interesting things that you did as a family growing up and then on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day they came into fruition? Stick around, with you please? It's the Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
1: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR, 4.18%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to
13: change. A 1.375% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License 50 states and MLS number
2: 3030. The team at Pillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. The long hours of studying, the finals of the semester are all over. And like all campuses across America, Grove City is quiet for the Christmas break.
4: I have to be honest that since my daughter's been home after living through finals, she's been sleeping about 16 hours out of every day.
2: (laughs) Say no more. Mine as well. But isn't it great to catch up and to hear about all that happened in this past semester and how vital, how engaged, how active Grove City has been. And I see the change in my son.
4: And it's not just the academics. It's not just the classes, the five classes my daughter had or the five really excellent professors she was able to interface with. But it's all the extra stuff. It's the it's the Bible study. It's the small group thing. It's the athletic team, whatever it is that the kids – it just makes the whole experience richer, better. And it's the kind of thing that by the time vacation's over, my daughter's really looking forward to getting back to.
2: Exactly. So – as the students at Grove City College take a break, we're fortunate, so happy, that as Christ is in the middle throughout all the academics, there's a time to break, a time to relax, and that's what's happening right now. If your child is interested in a quality education with Jesus in the middle, we suggest you look online, Grove City College at gcc.edu. Merry Christmas.
3: Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 23. Cloudy in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 44. Clear tomorrow night, low 25. Sunday, turning out partly sunny, high 47. Monday, mild, plenty of sunshine. High Monday, 50. Tuesday, plenty of sunshine, high 44. With your AccuWeather with the forecast, I'm Brian May.
2: Hey, thanks for being with us. We're talking about unusual Christmas traditions that are part of your family's life. Kathy just went through great detail about growing up in a Polish household and what that meant to her, especially on Christmas Eve. But uh, give us a call, 800-320-8255. Let's go to the phones and speak with Jackie. Hey, Jack, you're live on the air with us. How are you doing today? Merry Christmas.
12: Hi, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, Jackie. Tell us
4: about your
2: Christmas.
12: Yeah, so my dad does this weird thing every year. Um, where, so my family's an Italian family. And so, you know, we we use onions a lot, like when we cook spaghetti. And, um, so my dad developed this thing that instead of giving us coal on Christmas, he gives out the onion.
4: (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Wait, do they end up in your stocking or does he wrap them up as presents? No, he wraps it up as a present and puts it under the tree, but it's just
12: one. Yeah. It's just one onion. So. I'm one of four girls, I'm 22, and we're all pretty close in age, so the next oldest is 24, and then 25, and then 26. So every year, my dad would give the onion to the girl that's been the worst.
2: Oh, <laughs> the my. God. That is
4: so funny.
2: That's good. And so yeah. th- then, did he tell a story <laughs> about you being the worst girl?
12: Yeah, he would obviously explain his, you know, Thought process and like why he chose whichever one of us to get the onion that year. Oh, that's funny! Um, but actually, I don't think I've gotten the onion yet. Really? Oh, that's DJing because you're myself. just so,
4: you're just that good.
12: I know.
10: <laughs> I
12: love it so, yeah, so much. Over the years, it's kind of like. Over the years, it's kind of escalated, and we've been giving it to like other family members, or like most recently, we've been giving it to like ex-boyfriends.
4: <laughs>
5: there we <laughs> oh, go, Christmas? the onion award. <laughs> yeah, that's really. I
4: funny. like that, Jackie. Thanks for calling. Yeah, that's thanks awesome. a
2: lot, Jackie. Merry no, Christmas no to you. It's really good stuff. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Unusual traditions. You just heard Jackie, the Christmas onion. Uh, hey Sue, you're live with Kath and I. What's your uh, what's your uh, unusual tradition?
10: Well, I was going to tell you about. The Animals Talking at Midnight. Oh. Oh, yeah, tell Let's us. Do. It's a song. A song? It, I think it up start of have started as a story, but it's a song. In fact, it's on a Harry Belafonte record. Uh, oh, but really? at midnight, we learned it in school. Um, at midnight, the cows, the animals talk, and the donkey says, I carried his mother up hill and down, And the cow says I gave him my manger for a bed, and the dove said I cooed him to sleep. And all the animals said what they did for the baby Jesus. Really? Yeah.
2: Thank you, Sue. When you were a kid, Sue, did you try to stay up to midnight to hear your dog or your cat talk?
10: Uh, No, I never did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just took it for face value. That's good, though.
10: I I knew it was... (laughs)
4: Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Sue. appreciate your phone
2: call. Very funny. Okay, so the animals are talking are song. Is
4: that due to Harry Belafonte? I don't know.
2: She said it started out as a poem, right? Harry Belafonte. Uh, when you think about Harry Belafonte, what would you think of? Like uh,
4: uh, him being a... Calypso? Uh, no, I think of him being a vocal Democrat.
2: Oh, no, I think of him like, you know, the Calypso song. Okay, and,
15: well, yeah. I'd rather be you than me.
2: Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five Mitchell, you're live with us. What's the unusual tradition in your Christmas life?
15: Okay, well, this has been unusual... Uh, for me for about the last 10 years uh, since I married my wife and, and I've started doing Christmas with her family. Every morning on Christmas Day, they everyone stays in their pajamas and they open up the stockings, which maybe doesn't seem, sound all that strange to you folks, but then uh, after the, all the stockings have been opened, everyone eats chocolate gravy with bacon and eggs and biscuits.
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really great. <laughs> Who's making chocolate the chocolate gravy? gravy. Yeah.
15: Well, uh, it used to be my wife's grandmother, but about three or four years ago, they learned that I was uh, I had pretty good hand for making gravy, and now I make the chocolate gravy on Christmas oh, Christmas morning.
4: Can you tell me about what would be in that? Are you t- don't even tell me you're starting with a turkey base because that's going to be bad.
15: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, we uh, we I, I start with the uh, bacon grease for the flavor, right? Okay. And uh, but 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 before I get my gravy going, I take a small bowl. You get the uh, the the sugar and the cocoa mixed up with a little bit of milk, whole milk, and uh, you know just just get it good and creamy. Then you start your gravy. You know, get your bacon grease hot, throw in your uh, flour, get it all browned up, pour your milk in. After it starts to thicken just a little bit, you put your uh, your chocolate and sugar in with it, right? And then uh, to finish it off, when it's thick enough, you pull it from the heat. You throw in about half a stick of butter. And a teaspoon
4: of vanilla. Oh, so it's a health food.
2: Oh, that's nice. <laughs>
15: Very healthy.
2: I love it. That's wow, a great Michael. tradition, Mitchell. Thanks oh, enough a lot. Oh, my gosh. That's Good just... stuff. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, we got time for one more phone call, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones. Mary Lou, you're live on the air with us. Hi, Mary. Uh, Merry Christmas to you.
10: Hi. Merry Christmas to both of you, too. Thank, you, thank um, you. I don't have anything that unusual, but also <laughs> having grown up Polish, um, I was... Uh, disappointed to find out until I married another Polak that we were skipping a lot of those traditions. Mm, oh. okay. I think my mom wanted to be Americanized and and only kept her favorite things. And so when I got married and found out my in-laws were celebrating on Christmas Eve, like you said, um, like fish and seafood, that sort of thing, and they pronounced it "Valia" because okay. a W in Polish would be, make a V sound. But... Um, they did say that we weren't supposed to eat dinner until somebody spotted the first star. Like yes. you would be staring out the window yeah, right, you know, really? trying to see the star and hoping it wasn't cloudy because you couldn't eat. <laughs> 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 um, but um, the one tradition that it took us years to convince my mother-in-law to stop doing was that, that awful beet soup. with oh, the, borscht, yeah. With the ugly black. Mushrooms. In it. Yeah, I was just <laughs> and looking at this. Kind of choke it down in front of our kids right. would be a good example.
4: <laughs> yeah, those. Dry... Yeah, were they? They were dried, dried believe... mush... They were dried mushrooms on top. I think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I never saw how that happened. Funny.
10: <laughs> you know, but right. um We just convinced her that she shouldn't slave away all day over a hot stove, and she should take it easy. <laughs> just because you honestly, didn't like it. it was this huge vat of soup. Abortion, but. Mm-hmm. but I mean, the favorite thing was we were having fried fish and fried shrimp mm. and, and just all all the stuff we liked. Uh, unfortunately, every once in a while we would forget that Woolies was not open very late on Christmas Eve. You got mm. to you
4: get, get there down early there if you
10: weren't doing it yourself. But um, yeah, no. So that that was pretty much it. And now I. Um, actually learned how to make homemade pierogi from my daughter's mother-in-law who was german italian so i went home and yelled at my mother for that
2: wow your poor mother (laughs) my poor
10: mother i know (laughs) you know but thankfully i married another eh, half breed polish (laughs) and Czech. but he
4: also knows how to make homemade pierogi
2: oh that's fabulous great story thanks mary lou really appreciate it okay unusual things right yeah
4: unusual christmas traditions i loved hearing this
2: We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, We're going to talk about the week. The Weekend Review. Yeah. What do we like? What did we eat? What hacked us off? What made us happy? What are we listening to? That's next. 101.5
10: W-O-R-D. God
7: bless everyone.
1: What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us! Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordat. Com hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Chilkin
13: from my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. Right now, you can save over $11,200 off the MSRP on select 2019 Silverado All-Stars, or you can save over $6,000 off the MSRP on select 2020 Equinox. These deals won't last, so hurry in now for the best selection. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet.
6: Christmas is right around the bend and all of us from Christ Church at Girl Farm went to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus? Camping in the great
9: outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at AntiochianVillage.org. Hi,
1: I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. This Christmas, put
9: 36 holes in your golf lover stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com
4: Well, this is the time when we look back
8: yeah
4: you know it's Friday and you think the news cycle moves so fast you kind of forget what's you remember what's just happened but you don't remember what happened right before what just happened
2: or just your life moves so fast
4: or you're too concerned about Christmas gifts and you don't even remember what you did yesterday let alone Monday
2: right so always we check in at this time on a Friday for uh, something we're calling the week in review it's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week
13: in Review.
4: So therefore, let us take a few moments to ruminate, okay. to remember, to analyze.
2: The past seven days. I think so. All right.
4: I think I, I want to go. So, Mike, can you start us out at the beginning, please?
2: What was everyone talking about this week? Mm, you know.
4: Yeah, that's number one. Uh, Let me guess. The president's impeachment. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Was that that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. That's what we talked about last week as well. Mm -hmm. Of course.
4: But it's different. Last week we were talking about the president's pending impeachment. And now we're talking about the impeachment. Right. But the impeachment that might never go anywhere
2: at this point. I don't know. I mean, I try to stay informed, but at the same time, I I would prefer not to. But I I do.
4: I want to maintain awareness while at the same time, healthy distance.
2: That's it. I think that the key is that healthy distance. Yeah. Psychologically, spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of like ingesting poison in some way. And the fact, and you know this, um, maybe you have friends like this. I have friends who who are following this story as if it's like the only thing in their life. Yep. And that that's not healthy. That is not good for anyone.
4: No, it probably isn't. And it just, I I think so much immersion tends to put us into the camps that got us into this problem in the first place. Exactly. We don't have anybody who thinks anything different than we do. All right, Mike, move us on.
2: What was a conversation that made you think? Mm -hmm. Okay. So yesterday we had a guest on the air who broke down the magi, the wise men, and the king. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting because, you know, they're they're bit players, but they're also major players. Mm-hmm. And so what would you call them and who were they and how did they know? And what about the frankincense and the gold and the myrrh and the honoring of the, the Christ child, all right. that? I just find it a fascinating story. Even though you think you know the Christmas story, there are so many interesting twists and turns and personalities and spiritual mystery I just love the idea of the three wise men.
4: Yeah, that was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Here's the one that came to my mind, though. On Monday's show, it was, the, uh, it was this day in history, the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about protest and what protest looked like in the Boston Tea Party, which was that it was something significant. It was something valuable that you loved that you had to sacrifice. Right. And you did it because your principles were that strong.
2: And you put something on the line. I mean, if you were caught, it was a very dangerous thing, right?
4: You were giving up something that was actually Worthwhile. So it, ha- it had a commercial sacrifice for you as well. Yes. Right. So there, you were taking a monetary hit while at the same time you were giving up something you loved. Protest looks nothing like that now.
2: Well, so people protest now by filling out a signature form on an internet website and putting themselves onto a petition where they're outraged about X.
4: Right. Or signing an angry tweet. I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. It's just. It's not the same thing. And I think that we've lost. You know, protest doesn't have any kick to it, any oomph, any weight anymore because we're we, people are offended about everything.
2: Although, when you see the protesters on the streets in Hong Kong and they're holding the American flags uh, against okay. great All force, right.
4: so, so but what's different there? The difference is that they're sacrificing something. Yes, they're putting themselves on the line. Right. You know, firing off something nasty on Twitter is not the same thing. Mm-mm, no. Not the same it's thing. very easy. All right, Mike.
2: What did you eat? Oh, my gosh. What did I eat? I guess the better question would be, what did I not eat? <laughs> okay? You
4: had a, listen, I don't know what you did yesterday, but the amount of food Mike ate yesterday was absolutely remarkable. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. He was doing the pizza Which I loved.
4: Then I believe you did the Klondike Yep. after the pizza. And then
6: you went to the Cheesecake Factory. And then I went to the Cheesecake Factory. And then you went to the movies. And then I went to the movies and I had a massive bowl of popcorn. No! Oh, my God. And then I went to bed that night with the worst stomachache.
2: That's not a surprise. (laughs) That's so shocking. (laughs) With a bottle of Pepto-Bismol by your bedside. Actually took two. Mm
7: -hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay, so what did you eat? Okay, so this week, um, you know, we are not, and I I really sort of decry this more and more, uh, because I do love it. Uh, we are not regular fish eaters in our mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. So when we have the opportunity, we sit down and we go, this is so good. So right. earlier this week, we shared some salmon. We had some fresh salmon, which is simple to create, simple to make. Right. I can make salmon, right? Um, you can't make it, but you can cook it. I can cook it. God can make it. Right. I mean, simple to, to, to cook, tastes so delicious. Mm-hmm. It's quick. It's easy. It's out of this world. So that's what I, when I think back, oh, what did I eat this week? Oh, I had those donuts, blah, blah, blah. A nice piece of salmon. And it wasn't that expensive.
4: Every Sunday, my family eats at Pizza Italia in Bloomfield on Liberty Avenue, which I heartily recommend. Now, we always get pizza. You know what I did this Sunday? Oh, you mixed it up? I stepped up. Mm -hmm. I mixed it up a little bit. The Greek calzone. (laughs) At Pizza Italia, what you should just stop your plan really? and just turn around and go there because it is. First of all, the dough they ha, its the best dough. I just I love everything about it. But inside, you've got ricotta and feta,
2: mm, both. That's nice with it's the a nice bite. with
4: the black Greek olive in there. That's good, man. Mm, mm, I mm. am telling you. And then you dip in the pizza sauce. Yeah,
2: yeah. What I had a calzone this week too. Yeah, I did. I had an Italian calzone, and how was it? Oh, it's fabulous. I like a calzone, don't you? Oh my! Oh my! Now I do. We both had one. I guess we do like them.
4: Thanks to Danny and John and everybody at Pizza Italia. All right, Mike. What
2: did you listen to?
4: Mm, I'll tell you what I listened to, Mike. Just play it out.
7: I pray on Christmas. That the Lord will see me through. I pray on Christmas. He'll show me what to do. I pray on Christmas. He'll help me understand. And I pray on Christmas. He'll take me by
2: the hand. fabulous.
7: Who's that? Harry Connick
2: Jr. That's really good.
4: I have every album Harry's ever recorded. Really? I think that's, that could be my favorite song that he's ever done. I just love it that much.
2: It's called really I, Pray, I Pray on Christmas. You ever seen him live?
4: Uh, five times. What? Really? I'm committed. That's very nice.
2: It's yeah. a great sound. Okay, Harry Connick, I Pray on Christmas. Right. All right, so this is what I was listening to set the stage. Mike? Setting the stage, so to speak. Of course, you know what that is, don't you?
4: I believe it's the beginning to the Messiah.
2: It is the beginning. The very beginning notes of Handel's Messiah, part one. Just fabulous, isn't oh, it? Oh,
4: I, I haven't heard that in a long time.
2: Oh, oh man. I, have, you, have you heard it live, haven't oh, you? Have you yes. seen the symphony? Oh, man. Isn't it beautiful? It surely is, yeah. It's a, a striking work of genius, mm-hmm. and really, there's no way Those to... Those
4: are two pretty good things to listen to. I think so, I feel too. pretty good about All right, that. Good. All right, Mike.
2: What hacked you off?
4: No. (laughs) Listen, the impeachment trial made me dislike every person on Capitol Hill. Mm. Why is that? I just, I couldn't, it made my attitude bad, John. Yeah. Why all the, how about all the posturing? How about every speech, one after another, on that long day? They were, de- you know, the house was debating or sharing their thoughts for about 108 hours. It Six seemed. hours. I can't, it seemed like 108. Right.
2: Everyone that was wrapping oh. themselves in the... sanctimonious horror.
4: How about the visual aids?
2: <laughs> How
4: about the historical gaffes? Yeah. I mean, it was just, I...
2: Uh-huh.
4: i just so done with the whole thing. I get it, yeah, yeah. It's a horror.
2: Okay, calf got hacked <laughs> off by the impeachment. What hacked you Okay, here's what hacked me off. I got a, uh... <clears throat> a notification uh, from Amazon that I got a, a present. You know, a package was arriving. Oh, yeah? By the time I got there, it was gone.
4: What do you mean by the time you got there?
2: By the god time I went out to the mailbox <gasps> to pick it up.
4: Someone stole
2: it? It was gone.
4: Oh!
2: What the hooterly. I reached back to Amazon. There was like, oh, yeah, that package is there.
4: <gasps> so you lost it. You're out. Yeah, You're out your package. Yeah, <laughs> oh! my package. Yeah, you were ripped off on Christmas. I cannot believe it. Oh, that's awful.
2: That hacked me off. That is
4: awful. Who's John? doing that? That's terrible. I mean, you hear
2: about it all the time. People driving around. I think. I'm thinking. Oh no! There's no way it's going to happen. It happened. That hacked me off.
4: All right, Mike.
2: What was the best news you heard this week? Okay,
4: we need some good news after that. All
2: right. The best news I heard. Okay. I read a story about a guy who uh, back in the 1970s was so poor over Christmas that his heat was turned off. No heat for his family on Christmas Day. Well, in those intervening decades, the guy's done well for himself. So every Christmas in the city that he lives in, in Georgia, he decides to pay out of his own pocket, get this, 300 delinquent heating bills. Is that fabulous or what? A guy named Michael Esmond oh, He's been paying wow. utility bills for the month of December, 300 people. That's what add up quickly. But he says, you know, I remember when I was sitting in the cold and I how ashamed I was, how broke I was, I Love that. how my kids looked at me, and so I don't want that to happen to anybody else. That's really great news.
4: Wow! Very kind. Wow. Okay, when I thought of great news this this week, I thought of an article in the Washington Post by Henry Schuster. He's a former CNN reporter in Atlanta. And he wrote an article, an open letter to Richard Jewell called, I helped make Richard Jewell famous and ruined his life in the process. Now, it's a sad story. If you know the story of Richard Jewell and you know about the movie that's out uh, created by Clint Eastwood, you know that it's a story of a man who um, rescued people from the Olympic bombing and then ended up being accused of the crime. Yeah. Vilified publicly, chased down and in and in my opinion, just framed by the FBI. Definitely and he was innocent the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, the reason that was good news to me was not what happened to Richard Jewell or not the fact that he died as a young man, but I loved the fact that all these years later, I know it's really late, but I loved that Henry Schuster was sorry as a reporter for how he covered it and how he blew it and how his cohorts in journalism blew it and he was able to come out and say publicly i was wrong that is good for everybody to hear yes. someone publicly say you know what about something important i was wrong
2: that's good apologies are good that's right good news. You step up, you admit your errors. It's difficult to choke it down. But I think the more you step up, uh, the cleaner your your heart becomes. Mm -hmm. So very, very good.
5: And that's
2: John and Cappy's Week in Review.
13: Hey, Pittsburgh. This is Touch Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. So right now you can lease a new 2020 Chevy Trax LS for as low as $119 per month. This is a 36-month, 30,000-mile lease with $2,999-plus tax and registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease and approved credit. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet.
9: Every day across western Pennsylvania... Tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting WordFM to
2: 91999. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to Winter Grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bedliners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. For your next event,
9: instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast. With mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. With colder temperatures on the way,
14: keep your car running with Preston Antifreeze. Only Prestone's superior formula works immediately, protecting your engine from the elements to keep your engine running better. So take on the winter with Prestone today.
4: Make this holiday sparkle with a gift from L.S. Jewelers, one of the only area jewelers to offer certified lab-grown diamonds. Just as brilliant and pure as mined diamonds, you won't be able to spot the difference because lab-grown diamonds are 100% real for about 30% less. And since there's no mine, the most economical choice is also the most ethical. See? A diamond doesn't have to cost the world. L.S. Jewelers, Robinson Town Center across from Ikea at lsjewelers.com. Hi. Hi, I'm Trina Webster.
9: And I'm Dan Webster. For 10 years, we've talked about Z-Quiet, the ultimate solution that has ended snoring for millions. And now we're excited to introduce the perfect solution for anyone that sleeps next to someone with untreated loud snoring. It's called QuietOn Sleep, the world's first snore-canceling earbuds. QuietOn's European technology targets the exact frequency and sound of snoring and literally acts like a noise eraser. Its compact design won't interfere with pillow comfort, and it doesn't use Bluetooth or Radio waves. If you have a snoring partner, this innovation is your sleep salvation.
5: So whether you
9: snore or share a bed with someone who does, Z-Quiet will keep you sleeping together peacefully through the night, guaranteed.
14: If you snore or sleep with someone that does, go to GetZQuiet.com. Right now, try our original Z-Quiet snoring solution for 30 days for only $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com. That's GetZQuiet.com.
7: I pray on Christmas That the Lord will see me through I pray on Christmas He'll show me what to do I pray on Christmas He'll help me understand And I pray on Christmas here, take by me by me by by I pray on Christmas, oh, sweet Jesus, the not so it so good? Oh. I love it. <laughs> I Terry Conning Jr.
2: Does he have uh, more than one Christmas uh, album?
4: Uh, this is from his first Christmas album. I, mm-hmm. I think he does have a second one. If he did I- If that's true, I hate to say this because I love Harry. I like the first one. That's that's the one that has my heart. I
2: see. Very very nice. Yeah. So I mean, Home for Christmas
4: is maybe what it's called.
2: I don't know. Do you have still have Christmas CDs? Oh yeah. And they come out every year. Oh yeah. Yeah.
4: You know what? I've I've imported them all though into my iTunes list, and so I
2: you know. It's very nice though. Every time when the Christmas songs come out, the albums come out, it's like revisiting. Old friends with good memories, right? Right. That there, they are. You kind of go, oh, remember but, when?
4: But do you want this? Is and this song to me is like a little bit of an indictment of my attitude because I usually don't need any new Christmas songs.
2: No, I'm, uh, yeah, that's it. I
4: feel like can we just stick with the carols and I don't need like you know Gwen Stefani's new
2: song. But there was a but time, though. I'm sorry, though.
4: Mike. I know you love it so much.
2: W- weren't you buying Christmas music sometimes?
4: You mean CDs? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: And new stuff. Yeah, but
4: I kind of. But whenever it's on the CD, I tend to like the carols that are on the CD, and not
2: like you know. Right. Well, like 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 I have like um uh, an old CD. I pull out uh, like a James Taylor Christmas. How's that? Oh, it's really good. Is it good? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm a fan. Yeah. And it's a beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always happy. Oh yeah, it's my little JT Christmas.
4: I have a favorite other than Harry's Christmas. I like, and of course, I love. Amy Grant's two Christmas albums. Hmm. Mike also loves them very deeply. In (laughs) fact, I was going to get a new copy for him just so he could listen to it anew. Because just as a kid, he just really took to that. Um, This is going to sound super old school. But at least, I don't know, 20 years ago, Maureen McGovern Oh, my God. Of, you know, There's Got to Be a Morning. There's Got to Be. Exactly. She did a Christmas album, and it is so lovely. It's such a classic album with a lot of old carols. And, you know, her voice is like so clear and like Mm -hmm. a bell. It's perfect for carols. I really like that one. Do you remember Cynthia Clausen? No. She was a Christian singer. No, no. I'm sure she still is a Christian singer. She's
2: a pickle air, wasn't she? No, that's different. spelled differently. Anyway,
4: she has a Christmas album I like, too, called Carol Singer.
2: Very nice. Hey, well, listen.
4: Oh, what about Nicole Nordeman's new one oh, called fragile. fragile? That's excellent. Isn't that beautiful? It's kind of like
2: you know, it's got a, a sting through. Oh, it. I yeah. love it. Thanks for being yeah, with us.
4: Yeah, we've had a great year with you guys. We really, you. really have. Mike and I will be back on the thirtieth and thirty first. Well, why might stop by? Well, now, John. Now, John wants to stop by. Oh, Mike. I, I su- thought it was a show you and I were doing. Hold no, on. No, now John's in. I mean, you know, he's back.
2: Anyway, to all of you, Merry Christmas and your family. Yes, Merry Christmas indeed. The ride home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.